0: Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude... I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier, and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This is episode 201. Thank you guys so much for the love that you shared with us on our 200th episode. I'm excited about this podcast and just what's to come. Um, By the time this comes out, we've already announced our giveaway winner. So thank you to those of you guys who participated. Please make sure that you rate the podcast, write a review so that we can spread the blessed and bossed up love. Couple church announcements. Make sure that you guys are subscribed to my YouTube channel. Take them to me. Subscribe to Anchored Media's YouTube channel if you are interested in podcasting. It's Anchored Media on YouTube. If you are a part of this community via the podcast, but you want a more tight-knit community and really want to grow in your faith and your business with people who understand, I highly recommend that you guys sign up for a two-week free trial of The Society. It's a membership program with myself and Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Was Called mobile app where we host this community of women that we pour into. If y'all have listened the last few weeks, um, we talked about the social media fast that we did. We do a fast all the time. Um, we have amazing things coming up within that community. If you join, you get replays of all the stuff that we've done. Literally a year's worth of content is in there. We have prayer calls every week. We have a forum in there where you can interact with people in the group. Um, we have a Bible study that we're starting in November that I'm really, really excited about. Make sure that you sign up. You could try us out for free for two weeks at up.com slash community. Let's get into today's episode. The title of today's episode is for type A personalities who have trouble surrendering. Listen, this episode is a read for me (laughs) because I am a type A person through and through and this episode came about a few weeks ago because y'all know I've been very, very vocal about this transition into this new phase of my life, a new mom. Um, so balancing that with my growing company, with making sure my marriage is intact, making sure that I'm taking care of myself and my health and well-being is intact. Like there's so many now more moving parts than I have had to deal with in years prior. And so it's an adjustment for me to just make sure that I'm showing up for everything well. And as a type A person it has been very difficult to kind of find my flow. And so just this episode came about like weeks ago where I was in one of my many venting to God sessions. And I'm like, God, how am I supposed to do this? I'm just like talking out my emotions. I'm talking out how I'm feeling. I'm talking out how I'm putting myself down and I'm so critical of myself. And I feel like I'm not doing a good job. Like all of these things, I was literally just pouring my heart out to God. And he just began to just show me one of the things that needs to break with a lot of us with these type A personalities is we have to stop thinking that our salvation is performance based and as as type a people we're performance based individuals like we want to see results seeing results is something that keeps us going and if we don't see them then we feel like something is wrong and so just having this personality type can work against how we're supposed to be as believers because It's something in us that just can't accept the fact that we don't have to perform for God's love. We don't have to perform for God to bless us. We don't have to perform and be on in order to live out our purpose. Yes, we have to be obedient, but obedience and performance is extremely different. And a lot of us have this performative nature that keeps us from true relationship with God. That keeps us from having the depth in our relationship with him that we need to, and ultimately keeps us from living the full life that he called us to live and so I wanted to talk about that in today's episode because I know a lot of you guys fall into this category right here with me you know and if you're not if you're a type b person I mean shout out to you like my husband is a type b personality all the way so I'd be on edge and he'd be like like relax. It's okay. Like this morning I had to go pick my grandmother up, take her back to my house. Cause she decided that she ain't driving no more. Ain't nothing wrong with your girl. She just don't be trying to drive. So I go pick her up, bring her back to my house because she's helping with the baby today. And she usually doesn't on Fridays, but, um, I had to go pick her up, bring her back to the house and I had to come to my office because I had to record a video for this influencer deal that I had record the podcast. We're doing more video content. So you guys are seeing on blessed and bossed up Instagram instead of just the audiograms of my face. And then the little waves that are showing the audio and the episode playing, you're seeing my face more. Cause our statistics have shown in our marketing that y'all like to see my face and I appreciate that y'all, but listen, I don't be trying to be seen. Okay. It's a lot of work to be seen. It takes time. Okay. To put the face together and look half decent to be on somebody's camera. But nevertheless, I'm giving into what my team says I need to be doing. So I had to come to the office that I can video record this podcast as opposed to just being at home. The lighting in my house ain't right for me to be video recording at home. Um, then I have to do another video and I have a couple other things that require me being in the office. So I'm on a rigid schedule this morning. I had to get up. I had to get the baby together. I had to make sure he's fed. I had to make sure grandma had everything that she needed, I had to get dressed to make myself look decent. I had to hightail it uh, to pick my grandmother up. And if y'all are familiar with the DC area, I'm going from the Upper Marlboro area to Waldorf and that's far. It's so at least 30 minutes. So I go get her, bring her back to my house, hightail it to um Virginia where my office is. So I'm a little on edge because I can't find my shoes. I can't find this. And I'm just like, I'm not on my schedule. I'm like, in that stressed out. Y'all <laughs> like stressing myself out because I can't find nothing that I need. I can't find my slippers. I wear my slippers every day. Wear my slippers. Can't find those, can't find this. And so my husband was like, he bouncing around the house all chill and in a good mood. And I'm, he like, Tatum, relax. I'm like, you know what? I do need to relax. (laughs) So I just took a deep breath. I got in the car. I played some Jay-Z, got myself in my little bag to start my day. Right. But that's, our personalities, this type A personality type. So shout out to y'all that are type B, but today I'm talking to us type A personality types. I did a little digging, a little research. I did my Googles to, because I wanted to see like, what did the smart people of the world, the experts, the psychologists, psychiatrists say about type A personalities. Something that was very interesting to me though, was the people who coined the type A, type B, and I think it is a C and D personality types. They were trying to figure out like, what is they were trying to figure out the correlation between personality types and certain health diseases. And they found out that people with type A personalities, they um, are more susceptible to things like high blood pressure and stuff like that, because we be on edge. And I thought that was extremely interesting. And honestly, for me, it was something that was a bit of a wake up call, like Girl, you need to relax because that's going to cause health issues. Like you being on edge and trying to over plan everything and be so rigid with the way that everything has to be is going to impact your physical health and your mental well-being. So that was a slap in the face as I was just recording, preparing to record this podcast. But nevertheless, there were some very key behavioral patterns that I want to point out for people with a type A personality. So one of them is we're competitive. Type A, it says type A individuals tend to be very competitive and self-critical. They strive towards goals without feeling a sense of joy in their efforts or accomplishments. Interrelated with this is the present of a significant life imbalance. This is characterized by a high work environment. Type A individuals are easily wound up and tend to overreact. They was reading me for filth with this one, y'all. Okay, the next one, the next characteristic of type A people is impatience. Type A personalities experience a high sense of urgency. Type A people seem to be in a constant struggle against the clock. Often they quickly become impatient with delays and unproductive time, schedule commitments too tightly, and try to do more than one thing at a time, such as reading while eating or watching television. Another characteristic is hostility. Type A individuals tend to be easily aroused to anger or hostility, which they may or may not express overtly. Such individuals tend to see the worst in others, displaying anger, envy, and lack of compassion. When this behavior is expressed overtly, i.e. physical behavior, it generally involves aggression and possible bullying. And the last characteristic I want to hone in on is uh, type A people tend to get their feelings of self-worth from what they achieve. So I've been very vocal on this podcast about my achieving nature and just that conflict between this personality type of mine and And living a life that's pleasing to God, like it's a direct conflict, these things that this competitiveness, this impatience, this hostility, this achieving nature is going against the way that we're supposed to live as believers. And so I wanted to do this episode because I feel like we have to really hone in on this so that we can tackle some practical things to start adding into to the way that we do life so that we are doing life God's way and not moving by the flesh. And a part of moving by the flesh is moving by your personality type. This episode is brought to you by Glossier. Glossier believes in the power of self-expression and personal choice in beauty and beyond. So they're always in conversation with their community about the best ingredients, the best techniques, and dream products. The result of that are products that condense the best of beauty and are inspired by real routines. I'm really, really excited about my Glossier box. I just got it in the mail. And what I love the most about it is I'm able to have the makeup that gives me the look I want without doing too much, right? I don't wanna look like an Instagram filter. I want to look like myself. I wanna enhance the beauty that I already have and I don't want it to be super complicated. And now with COVID, I've been doing my makeup all the time for content and videos and things like that. And so I'm super excited to incorporate Glossier into my current routine. Boy Brow is actually the brow product that they have. It's a best-selling grooming promade for instantly fluffy, full eyebrows. Four subtly tinted shades. They have blonde, brown, black, a new ombre color, and clear, which doesn't leave a trace. The brushable, creamy formula visibly thickens and shapes brows into place. And then it gives you this soft, flexible hold that doesn't stiffen or flake. Get the entire Boy Brow, Future do and bomb.com set by visiting Glossier.com slash podcast slash blessed. That's Glossier.com slash podcast slash blessed. For a limited time, new customers can get 10% off your first Order this deal expires soon, you guys. So act fast. That's g l o s s i e r dot com slash podcast slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. A lot of times we think about um, doing things not doing things God's way. We go straight to like the worst sin of the sin, but sometimes just giving in to your whole behavioral patterns can be against the way that God wants you to live and can be keeping you from living with that fullness of joy that's promised to us. So after I looked into the type a personalities, I was thinking about surrender. And so I'm like, what makes it so hard to surrender, what does surrender mean, and, and where does the difficulty come in for people with my personality type, this type A personality? And so, I found on gotquestions.org, I really like this site because they just be going in on like all the questions. Um, and actually, if you click the link in the show notes, I'm going to just copy and paste what they said about this. The question literally was what it means to surrender via God. So click the link in the show notes. Um, I just copied and pasted it. It is not from me. It's from them, but I'll write what they said and give you the link to it so that you can go and do more research on that or anything that you have questions about. But I'm going to read a little bit about what they said. And it's important that you do click the link in the show notes because there are a bunch of different scriptures to support this. I'm not going to say all of them, um, but they are referenced in the document. So according to them, what it means to surrender to God, surrender is a battle term. Let me, let me, let me actually just relax. Let me be more laid back like the type B folks so that we could just truly ingest (laughs) (laughs) what this thing is saying it says surrender is a battle term it implies giving up all rights to the conqueror it implies giving up all rights to the conqueror when an opposing army surrenders they lay down their arms and the winners take control from then on surrendering to God works the same way. God has a plan for our lives and surrendering to him means we set aside our own plans and eagerly seek his. The good news is that God's plan for us is always in our best interest. Unlike our own plans that often lead to destruction. Our Lord is a wise and beneficial, excuse me, and a beneficent victor. He conquers us to bless us like that's deep right there. He conquers us to bless us. One more time. He conquers us to bless us. Wow. Okay. Let me keep going. There are several levels. There are different levels of surrender, all of which affect our relationship with God. Initial surrender to the drawing of the Holy Spirit leads to salvation. When we let go of our own attempts to earn God's favor and rely upon the finished work of Jesus Christ on our behalf, we become a child of God. But there are times of greater surrender during a Christian's life that bring deeper intimacy with God and greater power and service. The more areas of our lives we surrender to Him, the more room there is for the filling of the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we exhibit traits of His character. The more we surrender to God, the more our old self-worshiping nature is replaced with one that resembles Christ. And I'm going to pause right here. I believe that there's a turning point that we all get to, and especially us within these type A personalities like this, after you get to the salvation part. And now you're at the part where the level where you're trying to get deeper with God, the level where you want to live a life where everything that you touch prospers and a life that are you're reaping the rewards of obedience to where you have joy, you have peace, you have wealth, you have health, that God is pleased that your family is blessed, that your, your children rise up and call her call you blessed. Like it says in Proverbs 31, that your husband is, is um, loved and your marriage is healthy. I think we all get to the point after we get saved to where we want to live a life that resembles the one that God wants for us. And that's not to say that it's a life absent of uh, trouble or trauma or um, difficulties, but it's a life that is that has all of these beautiful things present in spite of. It's a life that has. Um, a fullness of joy, despite of a a peace that surpasses all understanding in spite of a life where we are constantly just walking in the greatness of God, because it is him who is uh, operating through us. Like this is a life that we want to get to. And I believe it's a life that you guys want to get to because you're listening to this show. I don't know why you'd be listening to Blessed and Bossed Up if you wasn't trying to be about that blessed and bossed up life, okay? In my rapper voice. <laughs> but um I believe that this is a space that we all get to and us. And this is also a space where us with these type A personalities, we get to a point of internal conflict. And I talked about this last week, like that tug of war. And for us with this personality type in particular, this is another internal conflict that presents itself that we have to consciously overcome to where we have to understand, we have to replace that self-worshiping nature with one that resembles Christ. And that's hard because our this type A personality, like this competitiveness, this impatience, this hostility, this achieving nature is not like Christ. <laughs> and so that's why when um, the Bible talks about how we are a new creature and it talks about the importance of us renewing our mind and for us with this personality type, it's a day-to-day thing. Us surrendering last week is not going to work today. It's a day-to-day thing. And then moving on to what the, um, the passage was saying, it says in Romans 6, 13 says that God demands that we surrender the totality of ourselves. He wants the whole, not a part. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been bought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. Jesus said that his followers must deny themselves. And this is another call to surrender. And it says the goal of a Christian life can be summed up by Galatians 2 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Such a life of surrender is pleasing to God, results in the greatest human fulfillment, and will reap the ultimate rewards in heaven. So my goal through this podcast is to give those of you guys like me with these type A personalities to take us from this personality type to being more like Christ. So in Galatians 5.22, it gives us the characteristics that we should embody because of the God who works on the inside of us. And I'm going to read it in the message translation. This episode is brought to you by Candid Co., Listen, y'all know a pretty smile is just so important. Your teeth is something that, one of those things that you first see when you look at somebody. And a lot of us, we have things that we want to do for ourselves, like straighten our teeth, that we just never do. So if you've always wanted straighter teeth and a better smile, stop putting it off. And thanks to Candid, straightening your teeth is simpler, easier, and more comfortable than ever. Candid clear aligners are comfortable, removable and practically invisible, unlike wire braces, so you can transform your smile without anybody noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. It is all done from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Candid only works with orthodontists, y'all. Like never general dentists like other companies. Plus, your supervising orthodontist will be with you every step of the way. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan, so you never have to worry about how you're doing. You always know. The average Candid treatment is just six months, and you'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than braces. Listen, I'm somebody who had wire braces. They hurt. They were ugly. It was just a mess. And they were super expensive. And I personally wish I had Candid back when I was straightening my teeth. So start straightening your teeth today, you guys. Right now, all my listeners can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. Go to CandidCO.com slash blessed and use code blessed. That's Candid. Co.com slash blessed code blessed. Take advantage of this limited time offer and save $75 on your starter kit. Again, that's candid. Co slash blessed code blessed. Let's get back to the show. It says, But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart and a conviction that a basic holiness per- permeate things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. So this scripture is also the fruit of the spirit. Um And it'll read that way in other translations, but I love the way that the message translation lays it out because I believe that this exemplifies the fact that these gifts, these fruits of the spirit are contradictory to the fruit of our personality types. And I believe God wants to prune us. The Bible says that he prunes us so that we could bear uh, much fruit. And so I so this is a part of the pruning process for those with this personality type is we have to understand that our fleshly nature is contradictory to the way in which we're supposed to live. And we have to put the proper tools in place so that we're not giving in to who the psychologist says, say that we are, but we are truly examples of Christ. And we are truly modeling behaviors that make us look like Christ because that's who he says that we are. He says that we are made in his image. So we need to look as if we were made in his image and not in a type A personality workup. And this is something, and I, I, this isn't even in my notes. And so, so I know it's Holy Spirit that a lot of us, we've looked to so many personality assessments to figure out who we are. We've taken every Every single personality assessment to figure out our traits, our characters. I mean, I have as well, like I'm right here with you. We've taken so many of these things to try to figure out who we are. And so we've placed our identity into what psychiatrists and the smart people of the world has told us we are and have categorized us to be, as opposed to going to the father to get our identity from him, because he says that we are made in his image. So our image is reflecting of who God is, not what these uh, groups that they put us in say. And these things are useful. Like, you know, I'm not saying to do away with them completely. They are useful. I know I took an assessment a couple years ago. Rest in peace to Chris Daniel. I took his animal assessment, and he was on a podcast um, not long before he passed away. And I took his animal assessment and it helped me to understand areas of my personality and it helped me to be effective. My husband took it as well. And so it helped us to better figure out how we need to communicate with each other. How can we work together? And it's something that I even keep in mind when it comes to business, understanding the people I need to hire, uh, people that are going to complement areas that I may be weak in. So me being married to someone that is type B is extremely beneficial for me because where he's able to balance me out and offer a different perspective. If we were both type A's, we'd probably be at each other's neck 24 seven. You know what I mean? Um, And so if we were to, I believe that when you become one with somebody, or in whether that's in business, whether you enter in some type of contractual agreement with somebody via an employee, employer relationship, via a business partnership, or with a marriage, these are all contracts. When we sign that marriage certificate, that is a contract to say, I am legally attied, uh, attached to this person. And so um, I believe that when you do become contractually married to anyone in any type of relationship that having someone who isn't the same as you is very important. Somebody should be in my business who can see my blind spots. That makes the team, the company more effective. So me marrying someone who's a complete opposite of me is beneficial because as one we are that much more effective. We can fight back to back against whatever comes our way. He sees the areas I don't see. I see the areas that he don't see in my company. My team sees things that I don't see. And I see things that they don't see. And it works together to move the vision forward. And so again, I'm not saying to do away with these personality assessments, but it's important to understand where your identity lies. My identity is not in the fact that I'm type A. That's a characteristic of me that I utilize in our recognize to make sure that I'm effective. And I use that knowledge that I have about my personality in order to operate in life in a strategic manner. But my identity is not in that. Even though this says that I'm competitive and I'm hostile. No, I'm not. I have a peace that surpasses all understanding. I have joy because that's one of the fruits of the spirit. This may say that I'm impatient, but no, I'm patient because long suffering perseverance is one of the fruit of the spirit. So I don't care what this personality assessment tells me my identity is in Christ. And my objective is to not hone in on this bucket that the psychologists have put me in, but it's to hone in on the identity that God has given me because he made me in his image. So going into, uh, I only have two points for you guys today. I want to give you just a couple practical things for the day-to-day, for those of you guys who fall into this bucket of people, how do we live with this flesh that has these traits that are contradictory to Christ? And I have two resolutions for you. And I'm only going to go over two of them because I believe throughout the course of this podcast, like we've touched on um, achievers. I don't really want to touch on hostility because I believe hostility is a result of impatience. So we're going to talk briefly about how to overcome that competitiveness and that impatience. So with competitiveness in order to combat that, so that you make sure that you are being more like Christ in a way that he wants you to live is you have to rewire your perspective of who your opponent is. I'm going to say that again. As a type A personality who has this competitive nature, one that the world and the way that the world use does business will use or tell you to use to your advantage. This is where we have to use wisdom on how we operate. So the world will tell you that, Um, you should be competitive in business. You should be trying to outwork your competitors. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. It fuels this type a people are usually extremely successful, but remember we're doing business God's way and competitiveness is not a quality of Christ. Who does Christ have to compete against? Like who is his competition? What why does God need to be? Why does God need to be competitive? Again, who is he competing against? The enemy ain't his competition. The enemy is not his equal. Like what? The enemy has to get permission to do whatever it is that he's doing. There is no competition for Christ. So if we are made in his image, why are we acting competitive? And so my, what I would tell you in order to counteract this is to rewire your perspective of who your opponent is. So our opponents as humans is the enemy. God's opponent is not the enemy. Our opponent is because he's constantly trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And so we have to make sure that we're operating to where we understand that, where we can see that. You know, I I talked... I don't know what episode. I mean, it's been 200 of these things, but one of this episodes, one of those episodes I talked about, um, the revelation that I got that the Bible says that enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And I realized how loud a roar is and how, um, a, a lot of times we just don't hear how loud the enemy is. Like, it doesn't say that he walks around like a quiet mouse and silently kills. And no, it says he walks around like a roaring lion. He's big and he's loud. So we should, be able to see him and see what it is that he's doing. But again, because of this competitiveness that we have, we're competing against the wrong thing. I'm not competing with anybody else who is doing what it is that God called me to do. Somebody else has a media company and they're developing podcasts. I'm not competing against them. That has nothing to do with what God is calling me to do. And what I'm doing has nothing to do with what God is calling them to do, even if there's similarities. I'm not competing with anybody who's operating um, in the faith space who may be talking about business. We all should have the same goals, which is to win souls for Christ and to get people to do business God's way. So where's the, like, there is no competition. God created them. God created me. And I'm going to focus on my race. I'm going to focus on what he has me doing. I'm going to stay at his feet to figure out what he has for Tatum to do next. And I'm not looking to the left or to the right. I remember it was like, I don't know if this was a quote, video or something, but this was years ago where it was something that was going around where, um, it was a swimmer who was racing and they were in a, um, swim meet. Is that what swim? I don't know. Y'all, y'all know what I'm saying, but they were swimming. And so the, opponent won by a split second and the reason why he won is because the uh, swimmer who was about to win looked to see where he was and that has always always stuck with me I don't even remember where that like that was years ago but that has always stuck with me because it just reminds me that I'm running my race I'm swimming my race I'm not competing with anybody I am seeking God and doing what he tells me to do and that's the that on that. But a lot of us, we get into the comparison, we get to the competition mindset, especially those with this personality type. But in order to, again, counteract that, we have to rewire our perspective on who our opponent is. Our opponent opponent is the enemy. So if he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, you just going to let him do that? So if this is your personality type, if this is something that is embedded to you to be competitive, then apply that energy to where it needs to go. It don't need to go to you looking at people's social media accounts and being inferior and feeling inferior, excuse me. It doesn't mean that you are upset because somebody else reached in your field, reached a milestone before you. Like No, it doesn't mean that you're trying to do work And this was a quote that I used to always say that I had to get corrected on was um, I used to always quote Mark Cuban, where he says work as if there's someone else working 24 hours a day to take it all away from you. That fed this competitiveness in me and I was dead wrong. Because that's not of God. I needed to not work as if someone meaning um, another entrepreneur or whatever was working to take it all away from me. I needed to keep that same energy and apply it to the enemy that wants to take it all away from me. Like the, the Bible talks about the devil being the God of this world. Like he wants you to be one foot in and one foot out with your faith. He wants you to do business your way and not God's way. He wants you to, um, en- engage in a bunch of new age practices in order to manifest the life that you want, as opposed to pray and fast and and, and obey what God is telling you to do. He wants to get you off course. you going to let him win. Like I'm about to pump. I'm about to instigate a little bit. you going to let him win you going to let him take you off your post. You going to let the fact that you're upset today cause you to not pursue what God has called you out or God has sent you out to do. You want to let the fact that your husband got on your nerves, stop you from praying for him. You want to let the fact that your kids are acting up, stop you from laying hands on them before they leave the house. You want to let the fact that you are mad mean that you're not going to show up for yourself. You gonna let the fact that something went wrong in your day cause you not to show up for your clients? Like what? So so what's up? <laughs> One thing I know about us that fall in this type A personality is we ain't no punks, but what we mess up is we miss aim our aggression. They say we hostile, <laughs> but we miss aim that hostility against the wrong enemies. And so I gave the story last week where I talked about how my husband got on my nerves, but I recognized the spirit that was operating and how the enemy was trying to fuel getting me out of position. And so wisdom allowed me to recognize this. So I didn't aim my hostility towards him. I aimed my hostility towards reminding the enemy of who I am. I'm a child of the most high God. You've been defeated. So you're not about to come up in here and try to cause no strife in my marriage. And one thing that, that, um, the way that I've done thats I, I've been forcing myself to make sure that I am up early, but I'm praying for my household every morning. I'm praying for my husband, no matter how annoyed I may be with him. I'm showing up to my business, no matter how tired I may be. This podcast is going to come out every single week, no matter how tired I may be, because God has trusted me with this platform. I'm not going to mismanage it because of how I feel. The enemy will love to make me tired to make me be quiet, to make me shrink. The enemy will love to put a muzzle on your mouth to remind you of all the people who told you that you wasn't going to make it. So there's a competition happening here. There's a competition of your flesh and of your spirit. But I do want to reiterate here that God has no competitors. Therefore, and because he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins, We already have the victory. So this competition is not about, the competition I'm speaking of is not about who's going to win because we already won, right? There's a war happening, but it's one that's fixed in our favor already. But what I'm trying to get you to understand as someone with this type A personality type is that the hostility that they talked about um, in our personality is usually a result of that competitive nature. So that hostility, that aggression that happens as a result of us being competitive needs to be applied to the right place. This episode is brought to you by KiwiCo. So we've learned anything I believe in this season is that we cannot rely on the education system being the only thing that our children are utilizing to grow, to learn, and to develop. Even me having a newborn, his development is top of mind for me. I don't want to wait until he gets to school to start working on him on growing and being smart and developing his brain. And that's where KiwiCo comes in. With their hands-on science and art projects, Your kids will never be struck with boredom and they'll constantly be learning in a fun way. They'll be inspired by KiwiCo's seriously fun and innovative, creative problem-solving crates that are delivered right to your door every single month. My crate was the Panda Crate, which was designed specifically for young babies. And so my son has been working on his development. They had a nice floor mat. So he's lifting up nicely, looking at the mirror, developing those skills. And it just had a ton of things that were very relevant for him at his young age. And I'm excited for him to grow into the other crates that they offer. Encourage your children to be creative thinkers and innovators. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish at KiwiCo. And then when they're done, they can watch their confidence be as big as their smile. KiwiCo is redefining learning with projects that build confidence, creativity, and thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash blessed. That's K-I-W-I dot com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. And I, and I hope I explained that correctly because I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem as if the enemy is an equal to God because that is not true. But there is a war that's taking place for our lives, um, for our businesses, for our families. And while we, while we have the victory, we still have to fight because we live in the flesh that wants to operate by the flesh. But we have to make sure that our spirit is the one that prevails. When I was pregnant, I told you guys that Um, I was stressing myself out because I was racing. I felt like I was racing against the clock, which was my due date. And there were things I wanted to do in business and things I wanted to get done before I got sat down. This was my mindset. And what God began to reveal to me was the tactics of the enemy and how he was using, my achieving nature, this type A personality, how he was using my desire to please God. And he was pinning, it was like he was pinning my blessings against each other. So he wanted to use the business, which needed my attention at that time, He wanted to use that against the baby who was going to need my attention soon and like pin those against each other to where I would end up stressed out and hurting myself. If You're pregnant, you stress that hurts the baby. We talked to when I started this off, I talked about how these whole personality types got defined in the first place because these cardiologists were examining the um, correlation between personality types and things like uh, diseases and more specifically heart disease. And so the enemy was trying to cause stress in an effort to kill me, to kill my child, to kill the things that I was building. Like, again, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But thankfully, God allowed me to see what was going on so that I was able now to apply that same competitive nature, that same hostility that was being used for the negative um, and apply it for the positive, which was making sure that I claimed my victory. So with us as believers, and I I really pray that you guys are following me here and I'm explaining it correctly, because I don't want you to go into this fight or any fight that presents itself as if you're working to win because you're not, you've already won. You didn't have to do anything for that victory, but you do have to make sure that you are Actively reinforcing that victory because there is a clash that's taking place between your flesh and your spirit, and for those of us with this type a personality, if we're not cognizant of that, we will find our place where we find ourselves in a place where we're falling into the comparisons where we are competing in things that we don't need to be competing for or we're out here trying to prove people wrong when that's not what we need to do. If is effective for you guys, because I really want to give us practical things that we can utilize in our lives so that we do resemble more of Christ so that we are living the life that he wants us to live. So again, Going against that competitive nature, um, my solution or my alternative to that for you would be to rewire your perspective of who your opponent is. It's not the other business in your category. It's not the other person who is doing similar things as you. It's not. Your opponent is anything that tries to get you out of alignment with God. Anything that tries to get you out of position. Apply that hostility that they say we have to that. And then the next one that I want to cover really quickly is impatience. So they say that those of us with type A personalities are impatient. And the way that we can counteract this is that we have to remind ourselves daily that it's established. We talked about this last week on the how to be consistent with God episodes last week and the week before I talked about how it's not our jobs to do the establishing that that's God's job. It's our job to just seek him and delight in him and do whatever he tells us to do. But the, his purpose is going to prevail. The establishing of those plans is his job. It's not ours. And I think that some of us, again, we type A, we need stuff to do, right? I think you guys need to write down, it's established. Write it down put it as the background of your phone, print it out, put it as the background of your computer, put it everywhere that you can see to where you can allow it to truly seek into your heart to understand that it's established. Relax. Relax type A's talking to me. Relax. It's established. I remember when I was believing in God to leave my job For a while, it would stress me out. Like, when am I going to be able to leave? When can I finally quit? I'm tired of coming to this job. I know this isn't my purpose. I feel small here. This is not what God has for me to do. And so what I did was I wrote out my uh, resignation letter and I wasn't even saved, save at the time, but I thank God just again for wisdom, even when I didn't even realize where it was coming from. But um, I wrote out my resignation letter and I put it on my wall and every day before going to work, I read it. And I didn't re- read it in a way to where it fueled any anxiety or it fueled my, or fueled my impatient and the fact that that hadn't happened yet. But I re- read it to understand that this is the goal is going to happen. And if it doesn't happen today, it's all right. It's God's job. I didn't have this language back then, but again, just cause I wasn't looking for God don't mean he wasn't already there with me. So At that time, God was giving me peace to understand that he does the establishing. So I read it every day before going to work and I went to work with a good attitude. Everybody loved me at my job. I had great relationships with people at work. I wasn't the type of employee to act like I had better things to do and I didn't want to be there. Like I had a great attitude and I had great days most of the time, even though I wasn't happy and I knew that I wanted more, I still just allow myself to just chill, just chill. Okay. I allow myself to just chill. And I believe that a lot of us, we have to stop fueling. All right. I ain't gonna like me with this one. Us as type A people, we have to stop fueling our impatience with planning. Dum, dum, dum. Another one of those moments. We fuel our impatience with planning. We try to plan everything out, trying to say that we are preparing. Oh God, I'm just preparing for... No, 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 no. You are fueling your impatient. You're trying to be busy. You're putting yourself on a hamster wheel as opposed to resting in God's timing. As type A people, we're planners by nature. We're going to be prepared because that's who we are, right? So all of this extra that's going on is just something that's in fuel, just that's something that's fueling your impatience and is working against what God is trying to do for you in this season. I see a lot of people like who are anxious in their single season because they want to be married and they doing all of this to be prepared. They on every fast about finding your husband. They on every single course about finding your husband and being prepared for your husband. They don't read every single book about being a wife at this point. Like dude, You are just ready to walk down the aisle. You done did every single thing that every married person and told you to do. And you're just fueling your impatience. And I'm going to be real with y'all for a second. I wasn't one of those people. I kind of, you know, I was believing in God for a husband, but I was cool on waiting for one. I was living my life and I was having a good time. I liked being by myself. I still do just like being by myself. That's who I am. Um, and so I wasn't anxious in this area of my life, but what I realized is that after I got married, I was like, man, a lot of women do all of this work to be, and I'm talking and I'm not talking about people who are engaged or, um, preparing to be married with somebody. I'm talking about people who are totally single and not dating anybody exclusively and i just saw so many women doing all of this stuff and i was thinking i was like man that's a lot of work and you're gonna have to do the work all over again once you find the man that god has for you because you're not you're doing all of this work to be prepared to be a wife but then you're going to do more work to be to be prepared to be his wife like you might as well just live your life because that's a lot of work. I was thinking about, um, when me and my husband were engaged, I was in therapy with my mama. I was in therapy by myself and I was in premarital counseling with him because I didn't, I had to learn how to be his wife. And so many of us at this point, like if we could marry ourselves, we might as well be because we didn't learn how to be a wife without a, like, all right, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not going to me backtrack. Not going to get into that. All I want to say is don't fuel your impatience with planning. Enjoy being single. If that's what you're, you know, if you're believing in God for be to be married, yeah, there are things that you can do to prepare. If you want to learn how to cook, learn how to cook. If you want to make sure that you got your house prepared, do that. But it, y'all know, we know the line when we're doing too much. I ain't got to tell you where it is. You know where it is. It's different for each of us. We know the line when we're doing too much. So I ident- don't get to that space or identify that line so that you don't get to that space where you're allowing that planning to just fuel this impatience. Rest. And to wrap this up, because we're coming on time, Ephesians 3 is just one of my favorite reminders when it comes to just remembering that it's established and making myself calm down and I'm going to read it in the message version. It says, there's an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything on earth, a right time for birth and another for death, a right time to plant and another to reap a right time to kill and another to heal a right time to destroy and another to construct a right time to cry and another to laugh a right down, a right time to lament and another to cheer, a right time to make love, and another to abstain, a right time to embrace, and another to part, a right time to search, and another to count your losses, a right time to hold on, and another to let go, a right time to rip out, and another to mend, and it just goes on and on and on, and in verse nine it says, but in the end, does it really make a difference what anyone does I've had a good look at what God has given us to do. Busy work, mostly. True, God made everything beautiful in uh, in itself and in its time, but he's left us in the dark so we can never know what God is up to, whether he's coming or going. I've decided that there's nothing better to do than to go ahead and have a good time and get the most we can out of life. That's it. Eat, drink, and make the most out of your job. It's God's gift. I've concluded that whatever God does, that's the way it's going to be always. No addition, no subtraction. God's done it and that's it. That's so we'll quit asking questions and simply worship in holy fear. Whatever was, is, whatever will be, is. And that's how it always is with God. I love the way that that broke that down at the end, because I believe that's the mindset that we as type A personalities need to have. And that's what I want to leave you guys with. Whatever was, is, whatever will be, is, and that's how it always is with God. And we can rest in that. So for all of us type A's, let's just take a deep breath so we could practice chilling. So deep breathe in and breathe out. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, and I will talk to you next week.